0: Have you been hurt by adventurers questing in your town? The law offices of Hungadunga, 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 and Bellerathon can help. When thoughtless adventurers pursue personal gain by attacking helpless, evil bosses and their minions, it's the common people like you who get caught in the crossfire. Wayward fireballs. Arrows shot in the air they know not where. Summoned monsters who wander away after the battle to victimize unsuspecting peasants like you. And who will champion your interests? Who will fight for your rights? The law offices of Hungadunga, 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 and Bellerathon. That's who. Find our wagon in Barovia near the coffin maker shop. Remember, When so-called adventurers kill things and take their stuff, they can steal your rights to a long life of pointless servitude away, too. Don't stand for it. Find us today.
1: Okay, welcome to what could be the last episode of Sci-Fi Writers playing <laughs> Ravenloft edition. I'm Jason Almsbach, and with me are a nice collection of authors. And just for the sake of posterity, everybody want to say your name and the character you're playing.
0: Uh, um, my name is My name is Chris Porteau, and I was playing, am still for the moment playing, Raylan Shadowwalker, the Ranger.
2: Right, uh, and this is uh, John Almack. I'm playing Promius, the Cowardly Wizard.
3: <laughs> and, and this is John Frater and I'm playing Bemondo, the fighter
0: this is Christopher Bohr and I'm playing Sandra Vance the more cowardly wizard
3: uh,
4: this is Nicole is... and
1: I'm an alcoholic I mean
3: <laughs> <laughs> Kat
4: uh, uh, my name is Kat Rocha and I'm playing Vedoma the uh, gypsy fortune teller then Allison. And this is Allison Porto. I'm not an alcoholic because I don't go to meetings. Uh, I'm playing in <laughs> and I'm the Amazon.
1: All right. So Okay, before we proceed, I think we need to give the audience a – and I think the DM probably needs to do this. I think we need to give the audience a very clear picture of the direness of our situation. I agree. All right. So you all had found the secret chambers to Harkin and Lucas, and it was loaded with money. And you have taken what you can. Uh, you were ambushed inside those chambers by a magical wolfware figurine, which turned into a real wolf wear. Uh, it did some damage to our Amazon. It did some damage to our fighter, played by John Freighter. Uh, Sander Vance, being a cowardly wizard, a more cowardly wizard, snuck off downstairs uh, to see if a servant girl that the team had knocked out and incapacitated was still incapacitated. They found that she was a wolf wear and had transformed. She attacked Sander Vance and he is bleeding on the floor. He did have the wherewithal to summon four direwolves to protect him. The rest of the party, except for Cat, who's sitting there stuffing her pockets in the room, has come downstairs to figure out what to do in the face of this danger. Meanwhile, much of the inn has fled upstairs and are now watching, like a high school fight, this battle between the wolf wear and the party of adventurers. And that's where we sort of go off with everyone yelling and perhaps betting. And uh, the atmosphere is highly charged right now.
4: Can I attack now?
1: So what we'll do... Is uh, I think we'll keep our initiative order that that we had last time, um, and so the wolf wear is going to take a swipe with each claw, and yeah, it just kills two, kills one of the wolf, kills one of your dire wolves, and the other one goes sort of skidding across, and the crowd kind of erupts in cheers at that point. Uh, but the other two were still snapping at it. And uh, so now, whoever had rolled a one, and I think that was John L. Monk
2: okay, so
1: and John Freighter. So we'll let... Oh, and Allison. So which one of you three would like to go first?
4: So can I pull out my uh, bow and arrow, or would that take a turn?
1: Um, I think in the heat of this battle, it would probably take a turn to put your spear away and pull out your bow and arrow.
4: All right. Okay, then I'll use the spear.
2: John L. Monk will cast... Uh, Promius will cast a spell. Um, I'm going to cast the uh, Summon Swarm, Okay. Uh, which will cause... If this creature only defends itself against the swarm and does nothing else, does not attack anybody, it's going to get one point of damage per round. Mm-hmm. So every time somebody's going to do something to it, it's going to take a, a point of damage. If it's going to be attacking people uh, or trying to leave the area where the swarm is or do anything else, it's going to get 1d4 plus 3 every round. So it's like a damage over time. So it's a swarm of... Uh, i got to roll, uh, I guess, 1d100 to tell you that. Hold on. That's also, just really cosmetic.
0: Also, real quick as a note, uh, summon Swarm is magical damage to a wolf wear, just so you know. Okay, yeah,
2: that would be the next
1: question, because if it's not purely magical, then it would just shrug off whatever, you know, beasting was there.
0: Be- yeah, because it's a uh, summoned magical means it becomes a magical creature.
1: It's oh, rats. So it's going to be rats attacking ah, you. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right. And then... Enough of them, it doesn't matter. That's some rules lawyering. Yeah, right that is there, some
1: rules lawyering. So now there's... Yeah, it is. So now there's, there's rats. Um, um, so... That's four points of damage this round, okay, so it takes four points of damage.
2: I can only cast spell. I got it's a constant casting that I'm doing. It's the only thing I can do. Okay, so this is it. So
1: this is just you every round keeping this thing moving. Yes. Okay. Uh, Allison, you said you were going to attack. Okay, yeah, so, with the spear. So roll your d20. 15? Uh, fifteen? Fifteen. Uh,
0: plus your attack Your attack, uh That modifier. includes everything. No,
1: that's everything. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and this one's not blind, so you don't get the uh, any anything beyond that, but you've got a nice strength modifier. So that's armor class.
4: Uh, my that goes fifteen.
1: Zero. Okay, so zero. So you hit, and you can roll for damage. Thirteen.
3: Thirteen
1: damage. So the spear plunges into the wolf wear. It howls, and... The audience grows more reckless and rowdy
3: at the sight of this. Uh, Ron Belmondo. Yeah.
0: oh, I think they're rooting for the <laughs> other team. <laughs> uh,
3: okay, so I'll just uh, hit this thing with my scimitar. That's one attack this okay. round. Uh, so, why is it not letting me roll? Uh-huh.
0: Because it hates you. hmm.
1: DM's got you on lockdown. <laughs> I hope not. The yeah, I'm trying see. to kill the party here. <laughs>
3: there! You can't even
0: roll a dice!
3: <laughs> I got a 12, which is equivalent to hitting an Arnold Class and 3. You hit. Yay! So, damage is 11 points.
1: So, another howl. Uh, I believe at this point <laughs> it would be Sander Vance. Um, and we were going to let him control his dogs. However, uh, as more people come up the stairs, a very tall, stately looking man with a thick beard, wide shoulders and refined clothing walks up and the crowd, almost parts for him as he comes. And immediately when he enters the room, the rats scurry away and leave entirely. The, the wargs sit as if obeying a command. And he simply w- Does it look like he
0: would uh, fit those good. ornate robes from upstairs? stores? Uh,
3: they
1: are of that quality. Uh, okay.
2: I'm going to go ahead and repeat my. I have to stop casting and repeat my. I uh, my say, guys, that idea I had.
3: <laughs>
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sander, Vance, what know. would you
1: like to do?
0: Um. <laughs> I'm actually typing you what I want to okay. do.
1: So while he's doing that, uh, let's have, uh, I believe, uh, Nick, pirate. the pirate.
2: Pirate goes out window.
1: Okay, so you're going to turn, <laughs> run, and jump out the window?
2: That's it. <laughs> All right,
1: that's that's fair. Um, that was easy. I don't know that we have to do any kind of a, a roll. Let's roll a 1D100. And if you, roll a, right. if you roll a 100, you're going to miss the water. Okay. Oh my God.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> roll away, for oh him. yeah, that's right. You can't do it. Okay,
4: pirate never misses. Oh, look at that! It's a hundred.
1: No, no, oh, yeah, he I, didn't, didn't, roll do, I right. didn't do the roll right. Yep, it's my fault.
3: Here,
4: here I'll <laughs> See, roll it's, it. It's not,
3: that, it's not that easy.
4: I
1: know, I know. Keep easier. It. Somehow it added ninety nine. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh, I did too. Okay, I rolled. I rolled the ninety eight. All him. right, so he lives. So you splash into the water. And, you're out of it. and because I'm a pirate, I obviously swim. Uh, I'd like everyone to do a uh, saving throw against... Uh, what, what is it against magic, Chris? Portrait, or board? Spell. Yeah, saving throw against spell.
2: Everybody who's still in the room.
0: How
2: do you uh, do that? Okay. Is that 1d20? Yeah. <laughs> of course. So just, I'm so screwed.
1: looks
0: like okay so i needed a 14 i rolled a 10
1: all right you all had uh you all had a a sense like like a suggestion saying that you needed to attack the newcomer the the, the man in fine clothes um but you don't feel any compulsion beyond uh just that that sort of suggestion you don't know where the suggestion came from but it was there uh, but you can you feel free to ignore it if you choose.
4: I believe with following my intuition.
1: Okay, all right. So then, Cat, uh, you're up there filling your pockets. Your mace is stuck in the wall. What would you want? What do you want to do? She's what? bailing.
4: Um, It all depends on how much time I have. Basically, my order of priorities goes as follows. Uh, I make (laughs) the pockets and fill them. I'm pretty sure I've got time to do that so I can get all the, the... Platinum and and gold pieces that are up there, and anything else that I can get my hands on. If I've got time to try one more time for the mace, I will. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure I hear them bailing out the window, and uh, I try to go out the nearest one myself. Okay.
1: So, yeah, you've got, um, you'd have to head down to that place with the windows. There's thankfully. A glass shattering and opening for one. Um, by the way, Sander Vance is uh, crawling on the floor, leaving a blood stain as he tries to make his way to the window. Um, <laughs> so you you've got time to do one more yank or one more grab and then run towards the window. You probably won't be able to jump out until the next turn. Okay. So it's your choice: uh, one more grab of gold or one more attempt to get that mace.
4: Um, how much of the uh, gold
1: am I able to get? Um, uh, each time you're grabbing each turn which has been about three turns, 2d20 is your is your handful. Um, if you're scooping up with the bag then I would say it'd be like 3d 100 if you're using that like as a my,
0: my guess is you can buy a buttload more maces than you can uh, than you can grab with your hands with gold so I, I would go for the gold.
4: Exactly. That was what I was thinking. Okay, so uh, how many uh, rolls should I do? Um,
1: well, that's just. This is like medieval. Who wants to be exactly? It's like the. <laughs> it's like the cash tornado <laughs> the bin. Um, yeah. Well, that's just a roll. How much? But if you're so if you're going to do that, we can figure that out afterwards. Um, okay. So then you can head downstairs, and now you can see the craziness that's going on, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you can also see the window that you can jump out of. Um,
4: uh, you said that Sam um, um, was uh, uh, falling on the ground. Does he need help getting out the uh, window? He
1: definitely use help. He's still in the, uh, in the common area, uh, in, in the servant's quarters area, um, while uh, you are in room 20, I suppose.
3: Hey,
0: Kat, here's an old musketeer trick. Grab a handful of silver pieces, throw them in the air in the crowd, and make the crowd go, go crazy. Oh, that is a good idea. Them.
4: I like that idea. Um, I'm gonna try to
1: uh, distract them. Okay. So. By doing that. so, you throw you throw the money into the air, and some of the people notice it and, and grab it. Others are just fixed. Uh, but but the the newcomer, the man, he sees it, and instantly his face goes like a dark with like a dark coldness. You can hear the door, the trap doors above you, all slam shut, like as if by a magical force, just... Cr- 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 and now he's walking through the crowd toward you.
0: Close the blast doors! Close the <laughs> blast doors!
4: Can, I
1: think they just did.
4: The, the guy on the ground? Can I uh, You'd him? have
1: to head into the room towards the man who's walking towards you.
4: Uh... I can't leave my body. Um, Yeah, sure. I'm going to try to uh, uh, make it over okay, to so him. So
1: you're heading that way while he heads towards you. Um... <laughs> New new round. The wolfware is going to make its attack. Um, since the beasts are out of the way, it's going to attack. Um, it's going to attack John Freighter's fighter.
3: Okay then, bring it on, my friend. I believe I'm going to win this fight. Hey, D- hey DM, I didn't get to go in the oh, last sorry. round. I'm sorry.
0: No,
1: then you need to go. Yeah, and then we'll.
0: Okay, here, here's what I want to do. My first question, are there torches hanging on the wall?
1: Uh, no, no, there's just a few candles in this room, and then whatever uh, light, you know, candles, lanterns, uh, people brought. So there's enough there's enough ambient light that it just looks like a, like a room lit only by a fireplace.
0: Hmm, okay. Uh, here's what I want to do, and you tell me if I can do it. <clears throat> I'll take an arrow, I'll wrap some... Uh, uh, you know, whatever, a rag or whatever I can find laying around on the mm-hmm. table, uh, around the arrow, stick it in a candle, and then I want to uh, knock it and shoot it at the biggest pile of flammable stuff I can see. I want to start okay. a
1: fire. Um, a bed. There's a bed. Yeah, well, you, there's beds, but they're behind closed doors. Um, there's yeah. really nothing that's going to just go up like a, like a Tinder. Um, like in the movies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's really nothing. <laughs>
2: There's spirits down in the uh, bar area, but you'd have to get past them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good that's a, to go. Yeah,
0: that's a pretty complicated yeah. thing to do. Uh, so, okay. in mean, uh, that,
1: y- y- yeah, Your options are to try to push past the crowd, you know, fight, stand and fight, push past the crowd and try to get downstairs if they'd let you, or uh, kind of t- break through a couple people and follow uh, Jack to jump out the window. How close am I to Sander? You could grab him.
0: Okay. Well, then I'll do that, and I'll 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 grab him, and and try to uh, shoulder my way through the crowd towards the window where uh, Jack jumped out. Okay. All
1: right. So you're so you're grabbing him and pulling him away and making your retreat. Yep. And by next turn you'll be able to throw him out the window and jump yourself. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully you're a good throw. <laughs> And hopefully he's not so wounded. We'll deal with the who knows how to swim and do you swim or do you drown after we've mm-hmm. resolved what happens in here. Okay. So, um, uh, the wolf wear hits armor class eight in his attempt to attack John Freighter.
3: Um, my armor class is two, so he does not All affect right. me. So
1: he just kind of has a glancing blow that your armor easily turns away and now Um, Promius, Ron Belmondo, and Antondra have their moves.
2: Well, Promius, uh, as the author of the jump out the window idea, has made it so that he can jump out the window. (laughs) So so out the window, you fly.
1: And uh, if you'd like to roll a 1D100...
2: Um, by the way, being drunk allows me to absorb damages a little bit more easy because I'm not as tense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I,
1: you, uh, it's close. Um, it, okay, I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll let it's gears. close. On the way down, you feel like maybe you're going to go face first into the edge. However, you splash down into the broiling, raging waters. Um, With a belly full. Next. Hmm. Allison, and John Freider.
3: <laughs> I'm going okay. to... Oh, go ahead. Um, I'll attack them again with the uh, with the understanding that other people are, are still trying to get away, so the least I can do is try to give them that, those extra few seconds. That and the fact that, yeah, I've got an intelligence of 10, what do I know? Okay. One attack last round means two attacks this round, so first attack is 11... Second attack is a 17. The 17 will hit an armor class negative 2, and the 11 will hit an armor class of 4. So you miss the first
1: time, but you hit with the second attack.
3: Okay, so damage for that is a D8 plus 5. Let's try this again. D8 plus 5. Hit! All right. Ten points. Ten points, all right. Uh, you do a,
1: a nice hack, and it's uh, it's hurting. It's within the range where you feel like another good hit could finish it off. Uh, Entendre, you see that. One more good strike could finish this thing off.
4: Yeah, I'm kind of focused on the magic guy. Uh, my t- intuition is said to attack him. So I'm going to slip out that... Poisoned mm-hmm. dagger that I took off mm-hmm. the girl. Nice. And as he's walking toward Cat, I am going to try and stab okay. him.
1: Um, he flings out his hand and hits you with the back of his hand with a force you've never felt in your life, and you take one d6 damage and fly across the room
2: Ooh. into the what? Web- does she fly no, out? the window? she flies.
1: Unfortunately, <laughs> she flies right, unfortunately right into the middle of the uh, the battle with the wolf wear. Oh, oh and he God. just continues on.
4: Uh, do you need to roll the d six, or I do I? Yeah,
1: um, he's. It's like it's like a Terminator. Five damage. If you haven't figured it out, I'll just for the for the audience. Um, you're fighting when you attempt to fight this person. This is the Lord and master of the entire domain.
4: Well, I think bad, that. Right. So
1: so a lot of XP if you can kill him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, go get, go <laughs> get him. Let me ask this question just for the, the sake of meta-hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, meta-hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, if we would have burned down the inn with him in it, would we have killed him? Um, I, I, he would have gotten out. Uh, it's a big inn. <laughs> so unless unless you're doing like a, a Guy Fox life. level explosion in the basement... Uh, I don't think you would have caused too much damage.
4: Fire from heaven! I have a
0: level three spell labeled "Guy Fox <laughs> Magic Flame Arrow."
3: Coincidentally only
1: enough, um, but it only works on the fifth of the right. Okay, uh, so, cat, you're here um, with an unnatural speed. That man uh, is up. And he has wrapped a single hand around your throat, and he's lifting you in the air. Uh, you're going to take 1d4 points of damage, um, and he's just looking at you while you're choking. And he says, you've taken what belongs to me. <laughs> Pockets <laughs> emptying. Yeah.
3: Yeah, she he turns her upside down. <laughs> and out of her pockets, with brains gold and silver, and some knives and forks and spoons. Yep. What? So this is
1: an unholy string. Can
4: you can't all? talk.
1: You can choke. Um, this is an unholy string.
4: You can choke. So you've got
1: one hand holding on his wrist, trying to alleviate the, you know the pressure of all your weight, sort of uh, hanging you. Um, but you, you've got a free hand if there's something you want to do.
4: Okay. Um, just thinking quickly here, cause uh, you know, otherwise I think we're all gonna die. I'm gonna pull out that note that I grabbed, uh, and you know, sh- try to show him the note and like try to gesture to it like I'm like I want to talk to him about it.
1: All right. So he looks down at the note. His eyes narrow, and he squeezes a little bit tighter. Like, so it's going to be another 1d4 points of damage. So that's three damage total. Uh, But then he sort of throws you onto the ground back with the rest of the party. He's prevented your escape uh, from going any further. Um, Now, Porto and Vance, you're still behind him at this point. Um, He could probably reach you if he wanted to. Um, but you'll have still another round of action. But you're right back in the thick of things, and we're getting to another round. So the wolfware is going to once again attack Ron Belmondo, because he's the one that's hurting him, and it misses. It's weakened, it does a swipe at you, but, but misses. It's panting heavily at this point. So uh, Promeus is out of the picture, so Allison and John, you have the next action.
3: Okay, so one more attack. Let's see. One, two, one, two, one. So that's one attack. I get a 13, which uh, will hit an armor class of two. Okay. And you hit. All right, let's see with this can be. Eight plus five. Go! Six points damage. All right, so it's
1: down to a knee. It's, it's barely... Barely surviving at this point, Um, just the lightest blow will finish it off. Allison?
4: I'm going to try for the big guy again, because if we don't kill him, we're not going to get out of here. And I can do two attacks with my spear, so I'm going to try that.
1: So you're going the guy that's choking? Okay. Yeah,
4: an 11 and a
1: 14. Your spear breaks on his back.
0: I think, it, I think it's time
1: to go. <laughs> All right. And, um, and for those of you who um, are out in the waters, you're struggling not to drown right now. Um, so you're not going to be able to run back in the inn. Right. So Sander Vance and uh, Chris Porteau, now it's it's your turn. You can see that the, uh, wo- the wolf wear is very weak. Um, if you can shoot it with an arrow, it'll die. You're sure of that. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, Well, my my
0: goal was to get Sander out the window, so I think I need to do that first.
3: All right, well, how close are we to the window?
2: You're
1: close enough that this turn you can be thrown out the window. Okay, well, right before I'm thrown out the window, whether...
0: Uh, I'm seen or not, I'm going to pull out my materials, which would be a vial of oil, and crack it on the floor and hold my
1: flint in my hand and summon a flame arrow into the ground on my way out. Okay. Into the floor. So you're going to light the ranger on fire. I'm going to light the building
4: on fire. Okay.
0: If the ranger sure. gets on fire, eh, you know. Hey, 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 hey. No, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs>
3: Well, it's more like lighting the building on fire, starting with the ranger.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> he it's, runs around, he'll okay, catch if me I go. pull your ass out of the
2: fire. <laughs> 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 and I was told I could have a piece of cake if they, okay?
3: <laughs> all right. So, There's um, a lot of love in this game.
1: So, so Chris, you see him um, <clears throat> pouring oil all over the floor, and, uh, you know, he's not pouring it on you, but if he lights it, the, the flame might lick up by you. Uh, okay, what, so what you I'll, I'll just,
0: I'll, I'll drop him and uh <laughs> give him some space mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and uh see, seeing that that's been interu- that my point of, of trying to get him out the window's been interrupted I'll uh, I'll knock an arrow and aim at the uh at the wolf where if I have the if I have the initiative I'll go ahead Sorry
1: Nick's and- back sorry eh. Oh, Nick, you... You ruined the momentum. Go ahead, Chris. What was happening? Yeah.
0: So, so if I have the initiative in this round, I'm going to go ahead and shoot an arrow at the wolf wear.
1: You're a ranger. You can do cool things like that.
0: Sweet. All right, then. Uh, there's my to hit. So that is a uh, armor class 8, or Thaco 8.
1: Okay. Um, the arrow uh, uh, the arrow does strike because the, wo- the wolf wear is still... And down on the ground, it's, it's, it's hurt, so I'm going to lower its armor class, and that would hit at that point. So you can roll for damage. There's my damage. And it expires, falls down, the arrow snaps, and the crowd watching it sort of laughs. They don't show any pity. They don't show any anger. They just kind of smile, and they just quietly begin filing back down the stairs.
3: <laughs> Shows over. So, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. As the rest of them leave, the man who you've been attempting to attack says, I know who you are. And the only reason you're still alive is because I think you can be of use to me.
3: And the flame arrow goes off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's where yeah. we'll end the episode. We'll start our next episode seeing if uh, any of the window jumpers drowned. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, then we'll, and then we'll move on from there. So uh, Certainly not the pirate. This, this is going to be interesting because however this campaign plays out, it's going to be the rarer version of it. I think most people don't get Hark and Lucas involved because they don't find these things and uh, they don't set off all the traps and et cetera, et cetera.
4: Don't jump out the window
1: I yeah that's new so
3: don't set the place on fire
1: all right <laughs> well until I'd like
3: I... to, I'd like to put there that John monk and I pioneered the jumping out the, the window option.
2: <laughs> it was very Butch that's cassidy a... well, that's gonna be used mm-hmm. in, for years in the now. I don't think we should drown it's just too cool of an idea not to just suddenly <laughs> drown <laughs> <laughs> so it's fitting all right um, thank you for listening everybody and we'll see you again next week
1: <laughs>
3: okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: This episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D was brought to you by the law offices of Hungadunga, 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 and Bellerathon. Peasant class actions are our specialty. Ah! I'm Chris Porteau, author of the Legacy Fleet novel Avenger, the first Swarm War Book 2, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boer, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the loot shop, our bios, and more at OldSchoolDnD.com. dcom That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.